0: Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. This is number nineteen. Once again, I'm Bradley and I'm joined by Stu. How are you doing this week, Stu? I'm
1: okay at the moment, thanks. It's been a up and down week. I find that like things are very heightened, so they're either the highs are high and the lows are low, and both of them are very high or very low. (laughs) So yeah. 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 But at the moment, yeah, I'm feeling good.
0: Good, good. Yeah, it's been a weird week. We'll we'll come on to more of it in a bit, but trying to avoid anything political is just nigh on impossible at the moment. And I've not really been playing many games still. I've just not been in the mood for playing many games. But I've got one I've sort of been playing that I will come to because it's been my obsession for the past couple of weeks, actually. But as usual, what have you been playing?
1: Yeah, I can always rattle on about how much I've been playing for ages. So no worries there. I've been playing a lot of Gears Tactics, which I mentioned a few podcasts ago, and I finally got around to putting some real time into, and it's an XCOM style tactical game. I'm not sure of the proper genre, I never really remember what you call them, but they're kind of like board games where you select a piece, they're allowed to move a set number of places and you move them and then you get to use an action for them. the fewer movement places you use, the, the more actions you can use whilst you're there. And the actions are normally either do a buff or do an attack. Everyone who's listening to this probably already knows this stuff, but just in case. And this version, this game, is very accessible and based on a franchise that's all about base level dumbness. So it's designed around being crass and stupid and violent in a cartoonish way. And the this version, the tactical version, sort of plays to those strengths, really. It's got more thought behind it, obviously, than the regular third-person action game does, but only by a small amount. It's kind of lean. You don't have to think a great deal about which options are available. You sort of stack your character with abilities from a small selection before the uh, confrontation, And each one of them sort of specializes, which is great, which I'll come to in a second. And then you take them out into the battlefield and all sorts of hell breaks loose and you're blowing stuff up, getting blown up, you know, sniping stuff from across the map. Great fun. And yeah, one of the reasons why it works so well is it embraces that melodrama, crassness, silliness, everything from like... It's kind of like an 80s action movie, the franchise, and it always has been. Yeah. And it just embraces that, doesn't worry about it, doesn't try and do anything clever, doesn't try and subvert it. It's not trying to be ironic. At the same time, it knows what it is, so it's not stupid. The only stupidity in it is very deliberate. And you can tell because layered on top of that is how fantastic it looks and how much effort is put into the presentation and the characterization. And each character is very distinct. And even though they're just archetypes, they are distinct from one another. And put all that together, and it makes it a really fun package so it doesn't break any new ground. And in fact, it takes a couple of steps back from more sophisticated games of its ilk. But that doesn't matter. It's just a laugh and a very attractive one at that.
0: So as as someone who has played XCOM and found themselves in a corner crying and sweating uncomfortably because it just broke them because they couldn't understand it but very much enjoyed uh mario and Rabbids uh kingdom battle where does the gears game come into uh fit in that spectrum
1: it's that's a great structure to use actually it's very uh, close to the Rabbids one really it's much closer to that end a bit more sophistication and a few more options but but not hugely. I think it does what it does well. It kind of copies from that tier of of tactical games. So it just goes, yeah, okay. So you've got like three buff style moves that you can do, and apart from that, the tactics come in of, oh well, when do I activate that? You know, do I give somebody an extra move now, or do I save that for two moves down the line because it's got a big cooldown? Uh, or do I use a grenade? Which will again, you know take five moves, cool down, or do I just use this rifle, which doesn't have anywhere near as much damage, but you know it's got it's no cooldown, etc. So very simple things, but several simple things dotted about at the same time, which means that you can combine them in, in increasingly clever ways. So it doesn't have a, a vast array of options, but it allows you to do a lot with the small pool that you have. So yeah, more like rabbits
0: cool that that's the sort of thing i'm more likely to try out um it's it's really weird because i love that genre of games the turn-based strategy type thing and i'm just i'm just really bad at them and a lot of them if you don't get the bits that surround it you're totally lost but rabbits the mario rabbits one allowed you still just to learn and push through the simple taking the awkward side of it out and making it simple to get through so i'm glad gears is more towards that
1: yeah, it's, it's like um, in that genre, there's often like the equivalent of power creep, which is the longer you go on with something, the more extreme and esoteric and the more you need to know the lore and the backstory and you need to gather all this in- intelligence about what particular actions will actually accomplish and there are 500 of them to do. And yeah, it sort of jettisons all that and goes, yeah, you've got, a, you've got effectively a club and you've got an explosive go out and have some fun
0: yeah definitely one i'll look at trying at some point that's on pc only at the moment isn't it but it'll be it'll be be on game pass i assume
1: so it's yeah it's available on game pass for pc and through steam pc only at the moment but with it being on game pass no doubt it will come to the xbox one soon and also it's all based around the controller. I mean, you can use a mouse if you want, but it's pointless because it's designed around a controller. So like Rabbids, it's uh, got easy inputs. So it's very accessible.
0: So what I will say, and feel free to cut this out if you get a bit embarrassed, obviously, but thanks to yourself, I can now play PC. Um, so I will, I, I will give this one a try, see if it can handle it. But, it's, um, but yeah, it's definitely one I'm, I'm interested in, and I will give that one a try.
1: Yeah, do I tried it on my older PC, which isn't my gaming one, and it it performed really well with the settings set low. So I think it's quite flexible as well. So yeah, give it a go.
0: Excellent. Um, So I'm going to talk about my probably one and only game at the moment, and it's not it's not a console game. I've kind of downloaded the apps for Android though in the end. But I've been playing a ton of Sudoku. I knew there were different types of Sudoku previously, rather than the classic, just like once and I in all the different boxes and you just follow that same rule set, that there's actually various different rule sets attached to Sudoku that make it um, not always harder, but add a different set of rules to it. Um, and I, I never entertained it I thought I'm just not clever enough, even though I can work out logic puzzles really well, but I'm not going to be clever enough to do these. Um, and there's these, um, you've got chess Sudoku, which adds in rules, whereas your columns and your rows can't contain the same number. Your nine-by-nine bo- your nine box can't t- contain the same number. But also, if a, based on any one number, from a knight's move position, that can't also be the same number. There's a queen's a king Sudoku, which means that nothing that can be made in a king's move can then be the same number. And so it adds these restrictions to it, and it, it makes a really good way of making some logic-based moves to, to, to be able to complete the puzzle. It, it, it's one of those things that sounds really, really complicated. And I got playing them, and I've just become obsessed. They are just so good to play. And it, it, I went back and tried um, Classic Sudoku, and the, the main problem I had was I kept trying to look for the other restrictions within the game, knowing I didn't need to worry about them. And i got onto these, and I'm going to plug their channel. There's um, a channel on YouTube called Cracking the Cryptic. Um, it's hosted by Mark Goodliffe, who I didn't know. Obviously, this one is 12 times winner of the Times Crossword Championship. Um, and Simon Anthony, who is uh, just a, an expert in Sudoku. I think he's done stuff like, like Team GB for Sudoku. I didn't know there was something. Um but the passion that comes from these guys, especially Simon, who I've watched a lot of, is just something wonderful. Watching him go through the logical process of cracking these, these puzzles and uh, when he finds things that are then take him through a route of, like, I'm now just going to go bang, 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 complete this, and just seeing his astonishment at it is just outstanding. And his love for the different crafted puzzles there are, it's just, it resonates. And I think we spoke um, one of our earlier podcasts about people who are passionate about a subject and just how they can make it seem so wonderful and so joyful. Um, That's what Saiyan does for this. It's just, yeah, it's only Sudoku, but it's my new, I'm going to say, it's my new lockdown obsession.
1: When you play the more sort of intricate ones, does it make the regular Sudoku feel easier I, i.e has it made you better at the standard version
0: if anything it's made it a bit harder because i'm looking for the one that has the biggest effect is chess to do because i'm always looking for those knight's moves and king's moves because there's no visual clue on the board whereas with thermo and sandwich there's visual clues on the board so you're using those to do it but with knights uh, sorry with yeah, knight sudoku and kin sudoku you don't have those visual clues so you you're looking for them while playing those if you go from that directly back to a classic sudoku then that's where you start to go i'm i'm, I'm over it and, and that that can cause an issue so I'm, I'm saying issues like it's a bad thing i mean my, my one suggestion would be if you do play these or you ever want to try these um and that you can get them all on um on android and I'll, I'll put a link in descriptions and that is go from sandwich or thermo back to classic don't go from uh, uh chess sudoku back to classic because that's the one that will mess your head mess with your head a little bit more and i think i said sudoku sudoku and every other various pronunciation of that in that description <laughs> but yeah it's, it's it's great cool so what else have you been playing stu
1: i've also been playing uh rigid Force. Rigid force which you can't even say without laughing. Oh, man. I, I don't know if that was a deliberate thing on the side of the developers or whether it's an unintentional bit of humor, but it sounds like it should be a hentai game. It's not a hentai game, it's a shoot 'em up, uh, an old fashioned horizontal shoot 'em up. And it's in the style of R Type. The ship itself is generously, we'll call it an homage to the R9 from the R-type series. So it looks identical basically. But the game itself has a couple of wrinkles that make it reasonably different from R Type. It has a system where you grab green dots after destroying an enemy which are which fill a bar. And the bar can be used to power a defensive sword, which does like a chalkboard erase of bullets coming towards you, and your super weapon. So that's very straightforward. It's kind of like shoot stuff, collect the stuff using a separate button, and then use it for other stuff. And that's very straightforward. And it also tweaks what you do with the force, which is the ball of metal and energy that flies in front of your ship in our type where you can position it in various degrees of forward and backwards. So like forward, direct, forward, spread, mid. Backwards, backwards spread. So it just you can cover any angle of your ship, basically, but using a button rather than either turning your ship or physically removing the force and then locking it to the, the rear, which you do in R-Type. So it has enough wrinkles for it to be its own game and not just be a, a blatant copy. The graphics are very sort of simple. They're clean and they're unobtrusive. Some of the colours are nice, but it's very kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of not very exciting to look at. Yeah. The structure of the levels is all right. Some of them are more interesting than others. Some of them are a little bit lacking in features, shall we say. Uh, and, you know, there's part of the fun of horizontal shooters, and this is the, sort of the key to them really, is that you're battling the environment as much as you are the enemy. So that's not really the same as... A, a a vertical shooter which is more about huge waves of enemies and huge waves of bullets especially in bullet hells and navigating your way through those it, it there's tends to be fewer less enemy fire in horizontals and uh, and it's balanced between those guys plus the environment that you're trying to navigate your way around like tunnels and caverns and bases and it doesn't really have a lot of that going on. It it has some huge, great big structures that get in your way, but it's not very nuanced. So it's unsophisticated, but it it does what it does very well. It's uh, clean and clear, and you know what's going on. The way that you read the game visually works, and the weapons are quite satisfying. So, so far, it's good fun.
0: Excellent. Yeah, no, it's, it's one that intrigued me, but again, it's... One of those genres I'm not very good at. Honestly, there are some games I am good at, um, but it's another one of those where it's just not one I can do justice. But yeah, it did look good, and but yeah, the, the name did get a little childish laugh out of me as well.
1: Oh, hell yeah, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid the rigid force.
0: No, but yeah, no, sounds good. And you'll have a review for that one at some point as well, won't we? So
1: Indeed, yeah. Yeah, I'll be writing a review for that one.
0: so so keep an eye out for that on the site so gonna move on from games now um, because talk a a little bit about some mental health stuff because that's what we do and after last weeks we do just want to we're going to keep it a little bit shorter and hopefully a a little bit less depressing i was due to have an op this week on my eye which ended up getting postponed Uh, but it may be something which I didn't realise in that time is I actually suffer quite a bit with anxiety as well. Uh, On my before my couple of weeks ago, I was meant to have laser surgery on my other eye. Uh, I don't know if it was the fault of going to a hospital during this time or or anything like that. But the morning of the operation, I was I started uh, vomiting and being sick. So I called the hospital advised i'd been sick and obviously I said right okay don't come in we'll reschedule um, so did that but um, i felt better later in the day didn't think much of, much of it um, and then yesterday when i was due to go in i started feeling really sick um, i didn't actually vomit and uh, but it dawned on me that that the anxiety coming out uh i was speaking to someone they went yeah, you've got a lot of other issues, such as your depression and and so on. So anxiety is part of that. Um, One of those things, I've never put two and two together. I realised that I actually suffer from quite bad anxiety with certain things. But yeah, it was coming out in sort of trying to be sick, or, or not trying to be sick, but feeling physically sick. And Dealing with it and realising that uh, sort of like became as a huge relief because I didn't know what was wrong with me uh, a lot of times and I was being sick quite often or feeling physically sick, sorry, quite often. And I thought it was something wrong with me. And it's only now I've realised it's anxiety-based and that's become quite a relief.
1: It's always better to know, isn't it? Even if it's knowing something bad, it's, it's better to know where something's coming from because even that helps relieve the anxiety to a degree. Well, I find anyway, that it might not make it go away knowing that it's an, an anxious, an anxiety, a fear reaction. But just knowing that it isn't something physical that you have absolutely no control over is better to know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd say it's just one of those things. I mean, how I'll deal with it, I don't. I haven't got a clue at the moment. But it was just sort of like just a, but that slight comfort of knowing, right, I'm not actually physically unwell it's it's you know that is definitely a mental thing and it only it really dawned on me because it was the exact same sickness i had when i did vomit the previous time uh, that i was able to sort of su- suppress it because i don't know how it worked with the hospital if i had a thrown up because it was anxiety induced do i still need to say i've been sick and i shouldn't come in because i know it's not through an illness it's through the anxiety um, so I was glad I was able to suppress it and go in. And it ended up I didn't, uh, they postponed the op anyway. And they just needed to do scans of my eye and, uh, and stuff like that instead. But yeah, and so I, I didn't know sort of what would have happened if I had thrown up. And then obviously they're going to have that on my records, that vomiting went due for an appointment. So that looked like I'm lying or purposely trying to get out of appointments or anything like that? So it kind of, that all started going around my head which was fun. But yeah, no, in the end, there was nothing to actually be anxious about because I got told about the operation uh, and uh, the option of being under a general rather than have doing an operation on my eye while I'm under local is always good. So that's kind of settled that anxiety down about the upcoming op. But yeah, it was just like really weird, the amount of extra stuff that was thrown through my head as well.
1: It's good that you're in a situation now where, you can feel a little bit more comfortable about what's going to happen next. Well, I'm basing that on what you've said. So do you feel more comfortable about the operation now?
0: The operation itself, yes. Uh, the only bit I am concerned about, because I, I, I said he's, he gave me the option, you know, we can do it under local or you can do it under general. I mean, no, I'm doing it under general. I don't like people touching my eyes as it is. The idea of I can't even touch mine, it's a phobia. Uh, it's why I don't wear contact lens. Uh, so you like, okay yeah we can do it under general Black's not a problem just a few days beforehand though you will need to come in and we need to do an injection into your eye all right okay um do i anyway yeah it's not going to be as bad as what it sounds honestly it goes and it's it's over very quickly but it is something that needs to be done to make the operation sort of like easier to do so i know i'm going to be dreading that point but i'm going to have to be a brave boy and put up with him. but that's the only bit i'm dreading the actual operation i don't really mind um because last i've been under general anesthetic once when i broke my hip and i needed an operation to repair it and for what seemed like an hour whilst i was being put under it was probably only about 30 seconds i had the most insane trippy journey I've ever been on in my mind. And if I can revisit that, then yeah, I'm okay being put under for <laughs> an operation.
1: That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. How did you break your hip? That's difficult when you're young.
0: Uh, playing football.
1: Ah, right.
0: Um, it was, uh, when we used to live up in, um, in Liverpool, uh, we went to play a football game. The first football game we played as a team we'd put together um, in Wigan, um, near the uh, Wigan Athletics football Ground. And it was an all weather pitch. It'd been raining. I went up to claim across, and um as I have started to come down, one of my other players has caught me. And instead of coming down feet first, I literally landed horizontally, straight on my hip, and snapped it in half.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah, so I was apparently I was fitted on the pitch and all sorts. But yeah, that needed an operation. And the surgeon afterwards said to me, he "Goes." Just to let you know, we had a lot of problem actually screwing in the plate and everything it goes because your bones are that strong. It goes the only time I've seen a break like that is either an old person whose bones are now brittle, or someone who's been in a motorbike accident who so that's the force you hit the ground with. Like, so, yeah, that was the only other operation I've I've had.
1: Nice. This is why I never went up for headers. <laughs> Always a bad idea. <laughs> let the tall people do it.
0: But, yeah, no, aside from from all of that, it's obviously trying to avoid. Well, no, not trying to avoid, but trying to sort of move on with life, with everything that's going on at the moment. It's just been insane because there's no break from anything. Um, And it's not a bad thing, I don't think. But at the same time, I'm waking up every morning, checking the news or, or social media and just going, wow, it's just really not letting up at the moment. Um, how's that affecting you, would you say, at the moment, that's, that
1: stuff? It is completely weird because, I mean, you can look back to what happened in previous pandemics, and obviously they they spread a lot worse in most scenarios because, you know, people were less educated about how they travelled and also, you know, the medical assistance just wasn't there. But we have an a, ability now to be... A, home and isolated but still in social contact and that's really great you know it's amazing that people can still reach out over such distances and stay in touch and it does stop you going bananas with loneliness but at the same time being unable to well i mean the the how strong this affects you depends on you personally but not being able to leave your house without anxiety, come back to anxiety without anxiety is a very odd thing. And I mean, I, I kind of, when I leave the house, it's with a low level anxiety every time now, which of course it never used to be. I never had any problems with that. I'm not agoraphobic or anything. So <clears throat> I, you know, look forward to leaving the house and, and now I don't. And that's weird and that's even just to go around the corner but to be to know that you can't travel to see you know like my wife's family she hasn't seen them since all this started and they they live quite a long way off and things like that it, it starts to take a toll after a while and you it's subtle and insidious because nothing bad is happening to you you're still able to watch the telly and eat your food and in often cases do your work but there's a kind of gnawing away at your psyche in the background because you're not doing things that you genuinely enjoy and you can write some of that off as you know selfishness or childishness or whatever or you know being a meat puppet because we're all animals but some of it is just you know it, it's stuff like going to see things that are beautiful or seeing things that are not in the normal run of reality like cinema or theater or anything like that and the longer it goes on the more pernicious that effect becomes. So it's it's kind of interesting on an intellectual level, but it's also a bit worrying. I don't know if you feel the same way.
0: Yeah, I I, I get that. and I do. It's um, one of the things we try to do, uh, just so I could escape the kids a, a little bit now and again, is we do take an extra trip to the supermarket, uh, just top up a shop. Uh, we sort of deliberately don't get, everything we need when we do the main shop and so we can go out and get because it's the only way we can escape for half an hour to an hour from the kids and give ourselves a bit of sanity but that let's say racks you then with guilt uh, I, again there's an anxiety about it going you know i'm taking a risk and i can't do the things i would usually do let's say we would usually now and again go out for a coffee to kind of come sit down in a coffee shop for 45 minutes we can't do that Um, And even though we're seeing now coffee shops opening, some of the fast food restaurants opening uh, and things like that, they're not normal. They're not back to normal as such. There's there's too many restrictions in place for it. So that, that all does have an effect that you're still not able to go out and do the things you want to do. And even with the shops opening, which I disagree with them being able to open, by the way, but that's a completely different discussion. There's still not a normality about it. You're not able to go in and just peruse the shop. Uh something I used to like doing was just go out and just wander around and you can't do that. And yeah, it's 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 having an effect. But I found now the one thing that has changed that you used to be able just to escape it all in in your mind or on social media or whatever and see here's what other people are doing here's what's going on some people are going through the same etc but obviously with the way the governments are at the moment what's happening with black lives matter there's just no escape from any of it Uh, there's there's nowhere you can actually turn uh but said it's now you know i can't even turn to video games to escape it properly because rightly so there's messages in all of those as well All the commentary is going on about the movement and that it's needed. I don't think we should be able to escape it. But from a mental health point of view, that's the thing that's worried me most. It's starting to weigh on me a bit that I can't escape it. I don't have that immediate escape from things that I did have. Um, And I get why it needs to be like that. But it's, it's worrying me a bit. And I'm trying not to make that sound selfish or wrong.
1: No, it doesn't sound selfish or wrong. So I think if it happened, if this happened at a different time, it would have been easier to process psychologically under a less stressful time. But like you say, it's important that it is happening and that we can, we can focus on it as a positive change as well as there being bad things happening.
0: Yeah, but I don't think we've seen uh, protests to this degree before that have had such an immediate impact Um, and why it's now having that impact i think is due to the fact that everyone's locked down so you're being forced to see it and that is meaning that no one can escape the discussion um and that is a good thing um and i I completely you know i anyone needs to see the the twitter for for the uh for the channel see how much we support that what's going on but yeah, there was a day the other day where I just, I, I needed to escape and rather than to, I think I just switched off completely and then I was left alone with my thoughts. and anyone who suffers with mental health knows that's not a place you often want to be.
1: Yes, that's what you say. The stress always comes when something is inescapable and even if you agree with a protest, having that in your conscious mind the entire time isn't healthy. We all need variety. And anything when we're forced to confront something continuously is is a negative. It's how how torture happens. So,
0: yeah. It's fun, though. At the same time, though, it's, I can't, those messages have to be there as well. I'm not saying don't put them there. They have to be there because it's the only way you're going to reach people. And it's weaseling out. It's a a
1: paradox, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's weaseling out the actual racist sorry, the anti-racism opponents, uh, as we've got to call them now, because we can't call them racists because we're the snowflakes. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's weaseling out the actual racists. We know Sainsbury's is a good place to go and shop now because that's going to be free of racist, and you can drink Yorkshire tea because racists aren't drinking that. It's all good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's something that's definitely still carrying on and it's going to be there for... I reckon it could be going on for the remainder of whatever lockdown is.
1: Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe much longer. We hope that it kicks off a way of re-evaluating what's, what, how the world operates, you know, and how it reveres certain people and others it despises based on their uh, on their racial profile. So, yeah, I really hope that it does carry on for years and becomes more sy- systemic and... Just a, a positive story out of something very difficult.
0: Yeah. And obviously, just a slightly lighter side with all this as well. If 2020 is, um we are in a computer game or a simulation and someone is just messing around with all the mods to see how much they can break the simulation, the Piers Morgan mod is the one that's confusing me the most because he's he's just gone from right to left completely. And it's just, it's, you've seen. That physical change and it that, that's broken me more than anything seeing that i've sat there listening to some of what he's saying and nodding along going yeah that makes sense yeah why <laughs> that's not right anymore what what
1: it has definitely changed that you know if he was ever putting a public square in in stocks i would throw uh, instead of throwing rocks at him i'd throw rotten tomatoes so that's definitely made that sort of positive progress
0: yeah But, yeah, no, it's really weird when he's on the side of the good. So, yeah, but whatever mods they attach next, God knows what's going to happen.
1: Who can Um, say? It's just we're living in a completely unpredictable age now.
0: So, going to wrap it up, because I'm having messages uh, flung in my face to say that it's time to, to wrap up, because my children are still waiting in the rain. So, yeah, usual um from us you can catch us on twitter youtube for the podcast the site obviously has all the reviews should start getting some more uh articles with regards to mental health on them i've got a couple that i've got half written that i'm going to actually push through discord is there for anyone that needs it chat mental health chat games chat anything just it's a community for you if you want to support us we are on patreon and you can get us on coffee Um, and it also helps with server costs and all, all things like that. But yeah, that's usual. Sign off until next week. Stay safe.